We're back, everybody. Minds Like Minds podcast. Uh, I'm your host, R.L. Mel Pika. And I am the co-host, Chef Definition. And um, I'm feeling good today, brother. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. You know what I'm saying? I was uh, eating a little lighter. I feel a little lighter on my toes and shit. Okay. I'm trying okay. to channel my uh, young LeBron energy. <laughs> I could dig it, man. You young, young LBJ. You know what I'm saying? The game is slowing down to me now. I see it a little bit different. The chosen one? You got yeah. that chosen one energy? Yeah, man. Nah, I can dig it, man. I can completely dig it, man. I'm day I'm day six. I'm working out, bro. Getting back in the gym. Well, I shouldn't even say it, the home gym. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel good too, bro. I'm sore than a motherfucker, good. but I feel good. You know, I think um, I I finally caged my inner fat man, right? <laughs> right. Because he's been running wild since our trip. Yeah. And then I got back home and I had to go straight to work. Right. Um, and then for the last two weeks, maybe three weeks. I just been eating a lot of bullshit. Hey, eating man. a lot of bullshit. I appreciate you being honest. Unnecessarily health, un- unhealthy shit, and um, right. I, I I kicked the meat again. I'm I'm back off the meat. Back off the meat. That's yeah, a good thing. I'm trying to cut back on the bread this time too, though. Yeah, yeah. Because bread is the devil. It's, Tastes it's, good though. Yeah, it it does. <laughs> it's it great. does. I mean, the main thing is is you Woo! know what I'm saying just start eliminating some of the bad and adding in some of the good and and just make sure the good outweighs the bad. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I do. Until I we do. you know until we get to that to that status where it's 100 percent good. But you know it's all a journey. Everything's a journey. It is a process. Yeah. Life yeah. is a process, and um, it's worth living. For sure, man. Definitely worth. Well, living. speaking of processes and journeys. Um, We've all been on a journey, you know, since our childhood. And um, our theme for Akasha Flicks this month is on releasing our inner child, mm-hmm. you know, which, which can mean a bevy of different things from healing inner child wounds, you know what I'm saying, to allowing our inner child to shine, you know, because I think that's something that gets lost um, as we get older as well. So, you know, I figured we'd talk about that today because I think out of all the things we've talked about, you know, over 75 episodes of Minds Like Minds, we haven't spent a lot of time on inner child wounds, on, on shit that we've gone through as children, bro. You know, um, no, we haven't. We haven't. And um, it's an awesome topic. Yes, but it's it's um it it is a part of the healing process because when you go inward, you know, right, you can go ahead and kind of um re rewire that aspect of your life. You know what I'm saying, or at least um rewire to the point where you can start healing from it, identifying it first. Yes, identifying what it is. You know what I'm saying, and then you go inside and you. You know what I'm saying, and you know that takes that takes that shadow work, baby. That takes that it take that, that it takes that work that you that people rarely talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, for me, it's it's a lot of um, isolation. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, isolation, meditation, being alone, and um, really kind of getting back into yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And I think. One of the most you, you brought up acknowledging it, right? That's mm-hmm. that's a shit. O- almost in anything, you know. If you're gonna attack it, you gotta acknowledge that that it's happening to you most first definitely. and foremost. And it's like we're taught, 
we're taught to forget our childhood. We're taught to move past things. We're taught to suppress so much in life, right? That unfortunately coming to the realization that we need to acknowledge it is sometimes difficult. Absolutely. Or, and, or yeah, because we're we be in denial. Right. <laughs> denial like a motherfucker. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of a lot of time um acknowledging it is taking a look in the mirror and acknowledging what's fucked up within yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I kind of, it takes, you know, it takes a little bit of guts, a little bit of grit to, um, to, uh, you know, be, be clean and be honest and transparent with yourself before anybody else. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. A lot of people, um, they hide behind that facade of who they are. Right, but who they are is really kind of broken or, or hurt or deeply, deeply wounded, from, a lot of times it's childhood shit. Right, right, right. So I figure, man, like we could, you know, we can um talk about our childhood and and how we've acknowledged some of the things that that we've went through, and and hopefully we can resonate, you know, with with some of you out there, who may have not acknowledged, you know, how your childhood. Uh, could be impacting your life in 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 a in a myriad of different ways. Absolutely. Um, so, man, like like talk about talk about your childhood, man. Like talk about your childhood, and and, and I'm gonna give the floor to you, man, because you know, and then I I'll take the floor, you know, once you're done. But talk about it, how you've, you know, uh, what you've learned, what you went through, and how you think it affects you in different ways now, man. I think, um, you know, first and foremost, I had a great childhood. You know, um, me personally, my childhood was filled with a lot of love, you know, um, personally, personally, I do have, you know, abandonment issues or things like that, um, that I've had to kind of deal with, you know, or, or just not feeling like I had an awesome childhood filled with a lot of love from all aspects of my life, but I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. You know, I, I I never could find my groove or I never had a um a neighborhood to represent, you know, uh or or area. You know, I I I, I attached myself like at forty seven years old, I've attached myself to the mentality of a Ronin. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because I did so much moving around or right. or a nomad, you know. Um but Growing up and maturing, kind of realizing that that wasn't necessarily a hindrance, but that was um, just more more ingredients to the pot. You know what I'm saying? Um, constantly moving around, and 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 it 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 didn't stop. You know, so like where I live right now is like probably the the longest place I've ever lived in one place before in my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's constantly moving, um, constantly a lot of readjustment, a lot of um, what is it when you to yourself? You're introvert or you're extrovert? Introvert. When you're to yourself, yeah. So, so as a kid, being the, well, being the only child until I, until I turned thirteen, then my my brother came involved. Right. So when my brother came involved, my mom got got remarried. So that kind of 
it took my life for a spin. You know, for the first 13 years, I only knew me and my mom. Right, right. So the sole w- focus of the family. Right. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't like uh I dislike my dad or dislike my brother or anything like that. But the dynamics had changed. Right. So the dynamics had changed, but it was for the better. And as an adult, I understand it. And it's one reason why I think that the household runs better with a mother figure and a father figure. Or well, this day and age like two two two, two, two parents. Two parent two, household. Yeah, a two parent household. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not to be uh jammed up on the gender roles or this, that, and other, because my mom, she she didn't raise me in that fashion. Right. She didn't raise me to be chauvinistic. You know what I'm saying? She didn't raise me to 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 be any of that she just raised me to be self-sufficient you know so so i was always even as a child you know like i said until i was 13 but you know from the early ages up till i was 13 it was always kind of groomed and i and i had male role models to to be a little man you know what i'm saying right right, kind of almost like a well-programmed little little mini little mini man yeah, you know, so yeah. um, um, respect was was big, loyalty, all that kind of good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, then I, you know, as I got older, I went into the military, so it was like following in the footsteps of my uncles, my cousin, and my grandfather. Right. You know, because uh, it was it was two on our on our tree. Two major roots on our tree, our family tree, were education and the military. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? That that's kind of like where your that's was your your options, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. So you know, I got a lot of different um I got a lot of different exposure, you know, different um cultures in my family. Uh we talked earlier uh Filipinos, um Mexicans and and uh Caucasians or whites. You know, I grew up in and then with them in my family. Right. You know, going to the holidays and so, so it was like a, a complete call, cross cultural thing. You dig what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I've always been a part of that. So I've always been exposed by this culture, this culture, that culture. You know what I'm saying? So, um, th- that's that's it. You know. Um, was there anything, was anything from your childhood that you think has had a negative effect on your adulthood? Um. At this point, at this point, I I don't. At this point, I don't accept it as being a negative point. Okay. Okay. Uh, more so of a learning process. Okay. Well, speak Be- on that. Because when I when I thought when I thought when I thought of of this or that being negative. Right. You dig what I'm saying? When I yeah. thought it was negative. Right. I was in the wrong perspective of mentality. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a learning process. So so now. Now, as, as as I'm older and I'm I'm going through it, I'm kind of on the other side of it, where I can look at it from a more mature perspective. Mm-hmm. The things that I thought that <clears throat> the things that I thought were not really that. You know what I'm saying? So the things that I had in Portland, um, like a lot of a lot of the uh, I I had a I had that kind of like that. 
woe is me kind of thing for a long time. That kind of like that victim, victim mentality kind right. of shit. And, and and I I had to really realize, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I I can't blame my mom or my stepdad or anybody for what they did because what they did in my lifetime it was always for the greater good mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if i if i misinterpreted something that was on me right so once i realized that i can i can really realize it's it's on me it's a me thing mm-hmm. i i kind of started changing that so i i you know so so i don't be a 50 year old broken man behind i didn't get my gi joe when I was eight years old. Right, right. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. No and, doubt. And and understanding with raising children, right? So my youngest is eighteen, he's about to graduate. So in that process, you learn so much that we're in the we're in the same place that our parents were in when they were raising us. Right. And so we have to understand that they were doing the best that they can. With what they had, you know what I'm saying, right? So right. once I started coming to that realization, you know, it, it really kind of, it really kind of dropped off a lot of unnecessary bullshit, a lot of baggage that I was carrying, a lot of anger, a lot of animosity, but not necessarily. But that's that's, them. that's the thing though. Like where where do you think that stemmed from though? Like where where did that anger, where did the animal? Because like when we talk about inner child wounds. Mm-hmm. There's there isn't always a fault, guy. It's it's right. not blaming your parents. Right, it's more right. along the lines of from a child's perspective, like like what happened that caused that anger that 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 built yeah. all that up. Yeah. Um. Like I said, uh, some of the anger was behind me moving, moving from Dallas. Right. No stability. To going to East Texas. Um. I, I I've always been really close to my cousins. Um, and my family, so so a lot of it was being upset behind us relocating, you know. Right. Um, a lot of it was was getting the feeling of being what I thought maybe being alienated, okay, or or not necessarily being included into the fold again, kind of being the the black sheep of the family, mm. so to speak. Right. So, but but then. I understand that I'm not necessarily the black sheep, you know, because I, I wore that label for a while. Right. Was that part of the whole victim? What was yeah, me? part oh. of that whole, you know, that whole bullshit. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that you know, we, we got to let that shit go. Right. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? If you if you, you get into it, you recognize what it is, you got to let that shit go. So, so Address you, it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Take care of it and, yeah. then, and, and then let it, let it go. Identify it. Yeah. Address it. Process it. And move on. Yeah. Now that's easier said than done. Oh, no doubt. No, it's definitely no fucking doubt. easier said than done. Right. So you know, I don't want to. I don't want to um, uh, make it seem like I'm speaking lightly of it because I'm not. Right. But it was a process that I had to go through, and and you know, and I'll be honest, bro. Like once I realized that, once I you know going through this process, like the whole um, podcast, um, our other endeavors, completely helped me get to this state of mind you know no doubt. so we're talking about like as early as four years ago when i was completely depressed because of you know things that were going on in life um it's talking about it talking about it understanding it 
talking to people who's done research on these things um help to help me as a person personally identify you know um what's going on with me because you know i i used to say all the time you know i'm fucked up right because certified fucked up in the head yeah i'm fucked up in the head that's a t-shirt but i'm not there anymore right you know what i'm saying so 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 i had to initially i kind of had to be delivered from that state of mind Uh, you know what i'm saying it's hard to say you fucked up when you're getting so much help. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So so to say for me to say, well, you know, I'm fucked up in the head now is is a choice. Choosing to be fucked that's up. That's big. That's big to say, bro. Choosing to stay fucked up. That's big to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I ain't want to be fucked up no more. I ain't want to be I didn't want to be the bitter old dude. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just yep. mad, um, alone because i can't get along with nobody right right uh sitting up smoking weed playing playstation at 65 years old you know, you know what i'm saying <laughs> right i don't right. want to be that dude right right i don't i don't want to be that dude i don't i don't want to be that dude i don't want to i don't want to bleed that misery onto anybody right you feel me yeah so i had to let that shit go man i had to let that shit go and i had to really understand some things Within myself, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like I said, I, I I was raised in love. I wasn't, I wasn't raised in survival. Into what? S- survival. Survival. Okay. I wasn't raised on survival. Right. You know, I was I was raised and and taught how to survive. Right. Right. But I was raised with love first. You know, I'm, that's big. Ever since I can remember, I I I was exposed to love. All my family members, my grandmothers, my grandfathers, I've always been exposed to love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And that's big because it and and we can feel that. Like people that are around you, man, you mm. like always have a loving demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, no matter what you're going through. Yeah. Like yeah. you're hard to like like I know you well enough to where I can read if you're on having an off day. Yeah. But the average person, like most people that are around you, like you 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 give off a real light energy you know what yeah. i'm saying a real a real comforting vibe you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, i'm and, a hugger i'm a hugger yeah and i think that yeah. that Bring comes from in. being raised in love like you said yeah yeah man but um now i appreciate you sharing that because i mean mm-hmm. there were some i mean you know your not having that stability moving around and then also being the being the the main focus of attention of the family for 13 years and all of a sudden that shifts especially go especially at a time when you're going through puberty going through puberty you're in high school completely unsure yourself right i was an athlete though i was an athlete um i was an athlete before i left i was a boy scout cub scout so my mom kept me involved with things right right and i and i had like you know i had like i had those positive roles those positive male role models also right. that help mold me to keep me, you know, um, <laughs> keep me drawing, painting, and cooking growing up opposed to being in the streets. Right. You dig right. what I'm saying? Right. Like a like a Cosby motherfucking kid. <laughs> shit, you know? Right. Right. Motherfucking Theo Huxtable. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Which was an idol of mine growing up. <laughs> Oh fucking Theo! Yeah, every, it's like every phase of life that he went through, I was going through at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, crazy fucked up haircuts, and overalls, and man, right, yeah, the right. whole fucking girls, yeah. girls, 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 girl crazy. That's what's up, man. Straight the fuck up. I mean, that's I mean, and that's 
probably the contrast to my childhood growing up um because i was not raised in love no at all man um such a loving motherfucker though appreciate that man that's that's that is um acquired <laughs> well, i don't know if that was a, natural but it's a process it is a process it's a process um when i thought about doing this specific show you know i thought i kind of thought about myself as the host of this show and, and all my endeavors right and i here and there i, I i've talked about kind of my history especially relationships i've talked about that a lot yeah. lately shit once we when we did when we did uh whole month of march yeah the whole month of march bro that like brought out all kinds of demons dog <laughs> like for real um and and i gotta shout out jasmine because like she's she doesn't realize because ja- jasmine is a, is a jasmine the medium obviously friend of the show been on the show a few times and also um uh, a creator on akasha flicks she's um in charge of our our our, our marketing and um, she came up with the idea to do different themes every month. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. the first one was uh, relationship tips. And this one is your inner child and um, releasing your inner child. And it's just right on point because it allows us as creators to dig deep, to share things that we probably never would share, you know, and, and ultimately that transparency bleeds out to everybody else and and anybody else going through it right now or has gone through it or will go through it you know this is just extra wisdom and 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 extra guidance and extra light but anyways i say all that to say when i thought about my childhood um it was it it was rough and i'm not one of those people you know it seems like everybody says man i came from humble beginnings and i you know, right well yeah you know what i'm saying and and, and i'm not i'm not calling anybody out or yeah, nothing yeah, like that right, but right, right. um like it's just like i said it's such a contrast to what you just talked about cuz you know you were raised in love while, while there were issues right at the end of the day you had that love and that mm-hmm. foundation mm-hmm. to build upon mm-hmm. which is amazing um i didn't have that um my father was killed when I was three. Um, I, I don't, I was too young to like recall mm. what was going on. I have a couple memories of my dad, um, but I was able to see the impact on everybody around me mm. as I grew up and like the impact on my father's side of the family. It, it's actually interesting because while my father's side of the family lost what they considered the heart of the family. Mm. They showed me more love and brought more love into my life than anybody else. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. They, you know, they, they, they lost, you know, my father, they lost his sister, my aunt, and they lost my grandmother all in a, in a, in a very short span of time. Yet anytime I would go, go to New York to see them, they would, they would shower me with love and make me feel like I was important. But I only saw them like, once a summer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause I lived in Ohio, they were in New York <clears throat> well, anyways, but on my mother's side, there's not a lot of love show and I don't, it's a generational thing. Um, and unfortunately we're also conditioned to think that generational shit like that is okay. Like, because it's generational. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not because it has a major impact on people. So is it like that? Um, 
you say it's generational. So it's kind of like that. Um, well, that's how uncle such and such is. So we just kind of, that's how he is or that's how aunt such, such and such is. So that's kind of, that's kind of what we go with. In essence, but it's not just one person. It's the entire family. So right. nobody says that because uh-huh. that's just how it is. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just how people act. That's not to say that, you know, we wouldn't give each other hugs and, and, and stuff like that. But there was a certain energy, especially looking back now that I understand energy. Right. Within my mother's side of the family, that was just kind of dark. Right. Um, just not a lot of love, not a lot of, you know, just not a lot of not a lot of affection. No, just yeah. the whole gamut. You know, even, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about my mom, um, my relationship with my mom um, now. And, and, you know, I love my mom. Great relationship. You know, I always I love your mom, too. Thank you, man. She's she's she, she, she's 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 a really great lady. Yes, she is. Um, Shout out moms. Right on. Um, But I look back at my childhood and and when we talk about childhood wounds, like just to, I watched my mother go through absolute hell in life. Yeah. Um, You know, I was, like I said, I was too young to, 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 to understand what happened when my dad died, but they had already split up. Mm Mm-hmm. My mom got with another guy, it was my little brother's father. Mm-hmm. And he was like like if you made a checklist of all the shit that could possibly be toxic about a motherfucker, he like checked every box. Oh, man. Um and 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 he was going through his own thing, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, they're young, you know, we're talking about they're in their twenties and whatnot. And I mean Mentally abusive, physically abusive um, to my mom. And he came from that, that culture. He's from the Middle East. He came from that culture where man is here and woman does what we tell them to do. Right. So he literally, I mean, he basically stripped my mother's entire identity um, and had a culture of fear within the household. Um, so it was hard to... It was hard to get excited about too many things as a kid because you knew the the shoe was going to drop. The other shoe was going to drop at some point. You right. know what I mean, like I, I remember I remember a specific memory of my sister who didn't live with us. She lived in Puerto Rico with her with her grandmother. And I was so excited to see her come. And she was so excited. We were having a great time in the living room and then all of a sudden my mom and my stepdad get in a fight. They go into the room. They're yelling. My mom's crying. He hits her. And my sister is just crying. She's just devastated. You know, flew out, came all the way down here, was so excited. And the other shoe just dropped, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was like an occurrence that happened a lot. And um, that's what I was raised in. My mom was with this man from the time I was, uh, from I was three to I was 14. So, like, my entire childhood was that. You know, not to say there weren't good times, not to say we didn't go to Disney World and and do some things because he had some money. You know what I'm saying? He he had some money. And I'll say this because I had this conversation with my older brother the other day Um, because my older brother lived, did not live with us um, for most of my childhood. In fact, almost all my childhood. Um, He knew like 
And this kind of goes to, I'm starting to put things together. Like this almost goes to like these toxic relationships we talk about, narcissism and things like that. Absolutely. Because when he did show love, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of love. Yeah. Like, in fact, I would give some of my ability to love, especially for my kids. um, I'd give some credit to him because when he did show love, he showed it a lot, like very affectionate. Um, it's just those other moments mm-hmm. that overshadowed everything. And when you're a kid, like, yeah, you look forward to the great moments. But when you're a kid and you have to worry about the other ball, to, the other shoe to drop and you have to walk on eggshells as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking tough. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, absolutely. Like like you said, um, now looking back on it. And we understand um, what narcissism is. Yeah. You know, what what toxic traits look like now. Right. We weren't, we weren't, uh, like, I, I didn't really see too much of that growing up. I, I saw, I saw, you know, like, my parents, you know, they had their arguments, but. For the most part, my stepdad, my pops, is very laid back. Yeah. You know, very laid back. Um, my brother kind of takes after him. My brother is extremely laid back. Um, I'm pretty fucking laid back. Right. And, you know, my mom, my mom's more so laid back now. She's a little dynamo. You know what I'm saying? She's everywhere. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she doesn't she doesn't move as much as she, she used to. You know what I'm saying? But... Man, I remember like growing up, um, being embraced, but I never felt like I fit in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was always different. I I was always um when we moved when we moved to East Texas when my mom my mom got remarried to my my pops, um my pops side of the family embraced us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. And it was like, um, it was, it was, it was just a, it was, it was just a different kind of love. It was, it was a great. I mean, I'm nothing negative about it, but it was, it was, it was being embraced by um, family, who, because I was when my mom remarried, I was thirteen, so you know that's, you know, like you said, that's that awkward age, right? And you're being introduced to, well, this is your cousin right here, this is my cousin now. Like I just went to um, lunch with my cousin Chassie, uh-huh. and um, I was thirteen. I think she was like eleven or twelve, right? So like I think we we're about two years apart, right? Like when my mom remarried, I like instantly had these these cousins. Um, I instantly had a, a whole nother grandma. I had a, a grandpa, uh, but I had people. I had people that that poured into me. Right, my uncles on my pop's side, my cousins, and 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 they embraced me, and it just it just showed like going from the city at thirteen, being able to go across the street to stop and go, right, to to going to the country, and going to town, which is Walmart, <laughs> once a week, right, right, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, complete thirteen years old, complete. Culture shock, like I said, I was an athlete. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of days where it was just me and my grandma, right, in in the country. 
Yeah, I I think we had we had one radio station that we could listen to like ninety four point nine or some shit, and it, it played <laughs> it played pop music. Okay, you know, sometimes late at night. We'll catch a little K one oh four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But right, I'm right. talking about I'm talking about growing up with from thirteen to to till we moved to Linden, moved into our house on like on a farm. Right. Me and my grandma, I was I was like her road dog. You know what I'm saying? We we were riding. Right. You know? My grandpa Fraz, he <laughs> he showed me a lot of love as well. But but he helped instill my work ethic. That's what's up. My pops, my grandpa Fraz, and my my biological dad all played, and my uncles and my grandfather all played an intricate part of my work ethic. You know what I'm saying? But but I'm telling you, it, like growing up, man, like I I I didn't I I didn't have a bad childhood at, at fucking all. That's beautiful. Man. I would never I would never say that. Um, I never say that. I had, yeah. a, I had I mean, a great wholesome. I mean, like for me, it's yeah, obviously it wasn't like if I had to do it. I mean, it made me who I am today. So I can't, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I hold no ill will yeah. to my ex stepdad. Like right, no right. ill will. Like, like I've addressed that already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's tough for a lot of people to do. You know, that's why, you know, um, you know, people that are abused because I was, you know, I was abused by him too, you know, physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you brought up being embraced, right? And and but not feeling like you were fit in, fit in, right? Right. And for me, it was a lot like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a few different reasons. Um, so my mom had a kid with my stepdad, so he's my younger younger brother, right? He was always treated better than me. so i got the stepdad treatment i was the middle child my older brother didn't live with us and like my older brother was always put on a pedestal like i like he was the closest person to me growing up Mm. um and he's one of the closest people i have now right Um, shout out yeah shout out um but my older brother was like my dad reincarnated was because it? he was like, look, just looks, look, looks just like him, like mm-hmm. spit an image. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we go on my, on my dad's side of the family, like everyone would gravitate towards him. And I was just the little brother. Okay. And he was star athlete, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just big yeah. time and everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just, and he's got that. He's a Leo, man. He's got that outgoing personality. He has. He definitely has that. It you know, factor. Yeah, he's got that that presence uh-huh. about him that when he steps in a room, like, you know, he's gonna let you know he's there. Yeah. Non-verbally, and yeah. then he's gonna let you know he's there verbally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So right. that's just him, and it, and he's he's amazing at what he does. Yeah, man. Shout um, out to Big Brother. So that's a a massive shadow. Right. Okay. So okay. You know, growing up with a little brother who was treated better. better uh, an older brother who's revered and kind of looked at as the star of the family, mm. you know, um, and, and living in a household of that type of fear and that type of mental and physical abuse. Like I just didn't feel like I had a place anywhere mm-hmm. and how that affected me all the way till now is I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like to be alone. Um, and, and that's tough when you have 
a wife who doesn't like to be alone at all. <laughs> well, that's why y'all got right married. balance, right? Right, yin and yang, um, and children who don't want to be alone and and want my <laughs> want me to be around. And I and I love being around them. So don't 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 misconstrue any of that. Like, mm, yeah. I have changed immensely because I'm not truly a loner. Right. Like like that's due to circumstance. That's due to inner child wounds. Mm. The reason I'm alone because I did not want to be around anybody because I never felt like I was loved. I never yeah. felt like I fit in. Yeah. I remember a time where where um trust issues. We had dinner and I said something to my stepdad. I can't remember what it was and he took a wrapped baked potato and threw it and hit me in the head. And from that moment on, I wanted to eat I wanted to eat dinner in my room. Yeah. I didn't want to eat at the dinner. Why would I want to eat at the dinner table again? Right, right, right. And, right, and right. I think I was like 12 or 11 or 12 years old. Right. You know, like those those uh, those moments have impacts that have that have literally affected me up until my adulthood. Yeah. To the point where I mean, I mean obviously I'm in a different place now, so I I've addressed these things and mm-hmm. and I'm okay now, but mm-hmm. These are like, these are things that have affected me. Right. There's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, I'm not going to go over every single moment, but there's one, there's one particular, and I'm probably going to make a movie about this one day. So you okay. get in the, you get in the fucking beginning now, but okay. So just to put, <clears throat> just to kind of put things in perspective, this is going to be Hollywood, Hollywood esque. So okay. my sister comes and lives with us. She, she was in Puerto Rico. She, you know, she, I'm sorry, this is before she was in, no, 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 yeah, she's back, um, she she comes and she lives with us, right, and she's like the best big sister ever, dude, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. super loving and just, just a breath of fresh air and everything else that's going on, and she's getting, and you know, she's like becoming really good friends with my mom again, and you know, things are just great, right, and um, my stepdad, you know, he goes out one night and doesn't come home. Oh. So my sister tells my mom, says, shit, if he's going to do that, you fucking do that. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. So my mom takes my sister's advice and goes out Uh and doesn't come home. Oh. And my stepdad literally flipped the fuck out and literally demolished the entire inside of the house. Pulled all the cabinets down, broke all the glass, just completely demolished the house and, to- and, and took my little brother to the airport and was going to take him to fucking Lebanon or something. They were about to leave the country and shit and told my sister things were much better before you were here. You should go back to Puerto Rico. Yeah, that is. Um, that is I'll never forget that. Hollywood-esque type shit. I mean. Like on some Angela. I mean, just. Yeah. But 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 now, man. I mean, now, now looking at looking back at it, like we're the age that we are, right? And we do have a better understanding of the decision making process because our parents were in a situation where they had to make these decisions to to push the family further. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my mom sacrificed her life for us. And that's why when yeah. we when we talk about relationships and we're like, look, like your kids know. Yeah. I, I would have rather have my mom be happy. Yeah. Than to to have to go through that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, and see, I know I I recall um with my mom, you know, you know, we would we would have talks like I said, I was twelve, thirteen years old. I was um 
very mature for my age, you know, grew up kind of fast, um, grew up with a lot of structure. That's why when I went into the military, it wasn't too much of a shock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because cause I had come from um, a, a great source of culture already. You know, um, I, I kind of, I knew who I was. I was still a little lost, but I knew who I was. Like, even when I enlisted in the Navy, um, my mentality was, well, fuck it. It's just another adventure in my life. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I went in and I was, I was following my relative's footsteps, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, footprints. And it just, you know... A lot of shit, man. A, a lot of shit that I was hung up on, bro. Um, I'm talking about in my 20s, probably all the way up to my 30s, my my um my early 40s. You know, I just really had to, um, you know, I really had to let that shit go. How do you think it's affected you and your relationships? Well, okay, so like my relationships now, um, a part of me is attracted to the women that have. A nurturing aspect to them in their life. Okay. Um, so Freud was right. We're all trying to date our mother. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, like like I I I learned that a long time ago, right, and right. and I, it's it's almost like common law. You know what I'm saying? It's just like an understood thing. So that's what that's what we're searching for. That's what I've been searching for. Um, a lot of that, a lot of that. When I was in a broken state of mind, I was really clean. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of that is because, um, you know, I, I wanted to feel loved. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I, I haven't felt loved all my life. Right. But I wanted to feel love in a relationship. But I wanted to feel the same love in a relationship like I felt all my life. Mm-hmm. I've gotten love from my yeah, relatives. you got a standard. Yeah. And, 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 and one thing about love, bro, one thing about... <laughs> One thing about being in love or being from love, bro, you don't dilly dally with a lot of that bullshit. That's that's gonna that's gonna offend someone. That's gonna hurt their feelings, or that's gonna you know that's gonna you know kind of throw them off or anything like that. We just I don't come from that kind of shit. Right. I don't come from that petty. uh, I got to get my lick back. I got to do this to you. Um, you know, I don't, I don't come from that now, <laughs> not to say I didn't develop that shit and my brokenness, you know what right. I'm saying? Yep. Um, because I did, but that's one more thing that I, that I learned that I got to get rid of, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm looking like <clears throat> relationships. I'm looking for the relationship that's like my mom and my pops, right? They've been married over 30 years. Now they had their issues, of course, mm-hmm. but they also have the. They've also had the ability to have a stick to itness, you know what I'm saying? So that's and and it could be wrong. I mean, but that was my. I've been married twice. That was my mindset, right? And going into my marriage, both times, you know what I'm saying? This is for the long haul. Holy shit! My bad. <laughs> Party file. Yeah, I thought I turned that <laughs> shit off. All good, man. Hey, I'm gonna call you back. That's an inner child wound right there. <laughs> but, it, but but hey, to my defense, it says do not disturb on it. it so does, I thought it uh, that must be a favorite. It must be someone. It was a client, yeah. hair, haircut client. Um, damn, what the fuck was I saying? What was I saying? You talking about the standard? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the love standard. 
Right. You know, um, it was just that. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're yeah. you know, you get in a relationship. <laughs> that, that makes it actually, now that you say that, because this, this is why this conversation, uh, I'm so glad we're having it, because now that you say that, a lot of this makes sense, bro, yeah. like with your relationships, because you have this expectation. Yeah. Like, like, and a lot of women will probably say, hey, look, I'm not your mama. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've heard that. Um, I, I, not in my relationships, right? But I've heard you're not my daddy. <laughs> from stepkids? No, well, yeah, from them too. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. See, but it's not like it's. Oh, and this is this is some more. This is another podcast type shit right here. <laughs> so it's not necessarily that I'm trying to be their dad, right? Right, right. but. I'm being a male in their life that's taking control. Oh, I got you. So I got you. that they might not be used to. Right. right. So now there's a a myriad of reasons why they may not be used to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so I found myself like, you know, no, I'm not your dad. Right. But had you had someone telling you these things growing up, we wouldn't be in a full blown marriage, and I'm having to tell you these things now. Right. So somewhere you missed that. You dig what I'm saying? Word up. And it's not like, you know, it, it could get ugly when you coming at someone like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you don't know what they what but what, what their history is. But then again, it's like if they if they missed that they missed that block of knowledge growing up. It it shows. Yeah. Right. So like it shows to me being clingy. Me being loyal to a fault. Me being like, uh, it's so hard. Like the fucking breakup, like we spoke before, right. being in the tail end, falling all the way out of the fucking breakup to the, yeah. till the tail end of the breakup till you out of that motherfucker. Yeah. So I said it makes a lot of sense. And you see in the comic fly. Right. You talk about, you know, you growing up and, and constantly moving and moving mm -hmm. and, and not having that stability to say this is my home. Mm -hmm, so... Mm -hmm in relationships you're loyal to a fault mm -hmm. because as a kid you didn't have that loyalty mm -hmm. as far as like a home a, a stability stability you know exactly so that makes a lot of sense and 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 when it comes to personalities and when it comes to character traits like your love language you know you want you want to you want to be loved the same way you love yeah and yeah, the same yeah. way you've mm -hmm. been loved mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or or the same way I've been Exposed to love, right? And I really, and now that we talk about it, we're getting the shit out, right? It's therapeutic, but that that may it's a possibility that that may only come from a person <clears throat> that was raised up in love as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, you can't. Yeah. So if you so don't know it, you can't do it. Right. So so <clears throat> we we both have an understanding of what love is. Right. Not pseudo love, not this media love, or you know what I'm saying? What artificial love? Pseudo, you know what I'm saying? So that's interesting, man. Not that shit. But that makes that actually makes that adds yeah. a lot of things up, man. Yeah, because um, I was always raised, bro. Like, yeah, my, my grandparents were together forever. Mm -hmm. Um, on each side, my grandparents were together forever. That's like, you know, like. Once again, another reference like that Cosby kid shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like I said, I just you're I looking feel, for your Claire, bro. Yeah, two 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 parent household is initially supposed to run smoother. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're looking for what you've been accustomed to, mm-hmm. and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. It's old fashioned little house on hey, a prairie type. Ain't shit. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, my at all, man. What the fuck is little house on a prairie? <laughs> right, right. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's it's crazy because I asked you about the relationships because like it's kind of like our first. That's your first interaction with somebody else on an intimate level. That's that's not your family. Right, um, right, right, right. And like for me. It was kind of the opposite because, like I said, how I grew up, it was and and not fitting in at all. It was almost like I was just looking for acceptance. I was looking for worth, you know, validation. Am mm-hmm. I, you know, if I can get this person, if I can be with this person, then maybe I am okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm not the black sheep or yeah. the stepkid yeah, or yeah, you know yeah, whatever. Redhead, um, fat, fat know, stepchild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and it was hard for me. I mean, and we talked about relationships in past podcasts, but you know, it took, it took a while for me to realize that that's not the case. And then, you know, my whole world flipped, but like for relationships with me, like I didn't have much to go off of because all I saw was what my mom was going through Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be like that. Right. At all. Right. Um, But I was so vulnerable you know that I was easy to take advantage, easy to take advantage of, because all I was looking for was somebody to show me that I was worth something. Yeah, I mean, we we have to, we have to really speak on that vulnerability. You know, yeah, I was vulnerable in the mother. Um, I mean, I I was like wide the fuck open. Right, I, and I was too, man. And um, then when when my wife transitioned, <laughs> a whole completely total new level of vulnerability. A new level of clean, clean, clinginess, you know, um, because I just long to be in that relationship. But you know, now I I gave that love away. But going through this, talking through this on the podcast, I'm realizing that I was so freely giving away the love that I should have been giving myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And another thing is, um. A lot of the shit that I went through as a kid growing up, I don't, as a parent, I don't want my children to go through that. I don't want my children to be 35, 36, 37, 42, 44, needing therapy. Right. Um, Because they feel like their dad did this or did that. So my parenting style is different, and some may not agree with it, but, you know, I really support the decision-making process of my children. You know, I allow my children to kind of be like myself, and that's free. You know, like I just – it's funny. And my daughter, my baby girl, is 21, and she was walking around here, and, and she said um, a cuss word, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I opened my door. And I'm like, hey, hey, and then like, oh, you know what? Fuck, I'm, I'm sorry. I you forgot. ain't get off my lawn. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forgot you're, you're a full grown fucking a adult. Full grown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. she was like, Dad, um, you don't want me to cuss. I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna be that that parent to be like, oh, you, you cussing? Oh shit, my head gonna fall off. Right. Um, I'm not that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, no, I don't mind. You know, I'm a sailor. Shit. Right. I do a lot of cursing. Oh, we know. <laughs> but because I don't see, I don't see the derogatory aspect of it. 
I see. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a, that's another podcast because it is. There's, you only give power to what you want to give power to. It's a word, just like right. any other word. So, so, so I'm I'm struggling with that, uh, not being so potty mouth, sailor mouth, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and 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 honestly, that's a big struggle of mine, bro. Well, I mean, my advice is fuck it. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, keep it. I mean, that's not your problem. How people receive your 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 words? They're right. your words. That's the right. power they put into those words. Right. But that, right. like I said, that's another podcast. That's a totally different podcast. When when we'll we'll speak more about my um, selling the seven C's. Right, right. Now, nah, but bringing up kids, man, I think that's one of the things I take the most pride in. Yeah, um, is on two fronts. Number one is with my you know with with my kids and i you know i had a daughter at 17 and she helped me grow more than i i I can't even put into words you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what i learned being her father Mm -hmm. um and all and, and and even though i didn't receive it as a kid all i wanted to do was show her as much love as i possibly could Hell, fucking I, yeah. I, I was. I've been there every step of the way. I've, I've it, the good times, the bad times, the tough times, the the sports, the schooling, the business ventures, everything. Like I always, I pride myself on always being there and putting my children, you know, first. You know, um, when it comes to their lives, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Not letting my job get in front of it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 the same thing with with Nadia, my my new little Virgo ball of energy. You know what I'm <laughs> right saying? On. I just like I put so much into that because I know that that's my legacy. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna do a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. I'm putting a lot of stuff out there for the world. I'm, I'm shedding a lot of light. But them two, and 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 I'm gonna throw June in there as well. Yeah. And I'm gonna get to June. Um. And 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 having a stepchild mm-hmm. as well because that's another aspect. But yeah. What I'm doing and all this stuff that I'm sharing, all everything I'm creating, they're just gonna take it to the next level okay. because they're 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 getting, they're getting everything from the jump. Mm-hmm. They're gonna know this is gonna be their norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, like what what I went through was not normal, right. and I had to I had to go through what I had to go through to finally get to where I am. But they're getting it from the jump, and they're only I mean they're gonna take it. I, I can't even imagine where they're gonna take it. Um, but step stepchildren, mm-hmm. being a stepchild ch- myself, mm-hmm. I've always like taken pride and just resonated with stepkids because mm-hmm. they get put in a situation that number one they're not ready for, number two they probably don't want, yeah, and and number three they probably don't understand, mm-hmm. and I've you know I've I've. You know, my wife now, she has a daughter, June, it's, you know, who I consider my kid. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Um, when she deals with the issues of having a blended family, I empathize with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I empathize with that and I take, I take the extra effort to make her feel super comfortable. I don't ever want her to feel for one second uncomfortable about being in my household or asking me a question or talking to me about something or ever feel like she's not treated the same. Yeah. Because absolutely. Because I felt that. Yeah. I, I, I did too. I mean, I can honestly say I felt that not on a personal level, but being playing the stepdaddy role. Right. 
So I was in a relationship. Excuse me. So I'm in a relationship like seven, eight years, right? Of course, she has, she has kids, and um, I have kids. So it's a blended family, and it was my first, um, first big exposure to being a blended family. So, so her boys were, um, our, all of our children, our four, our our six children. She had three, I had three, and they were all step, step, um, step, steps. Uh, what's the fuck? Stair step. You know what I'm saying? Like they all like a year. Oh. Apart and shit. I don't know. So, <laughs> don't know so <laughs> from from raging from twelve to like fourteen, they were all right there. Okay, so back to back to back. Yeah. So they were all like you know kind of like same age. Three peats. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so. And her boys were at the age where they were just really not fucking with me. Yeah. Right. And and I'm thinking like, damn, you know, I'm good with kids. Um boys and she had a daughter as well but was like um you know she was she was older she was like you know about to graduate and all that kind of shit so she wasn't you know um and i struggled so fucking hard with trying to be a part of these children's lives but to give the children and to give their mom something that they were not used to yeah and that's just good old-fashioned unconditional fucking love and i brought them into my home and they tore that motherfucker up (laughs) (laughs) they tore that motherfucker up they had me stressed the fuck out because not saying they weren't used to this or that but they weren't used to this or that or they weren't used to 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 being in a household where it's like hey hey look here you don't have to eat all the motherfucking honey buns up from nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We bought these motherfuckers for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We got cable, got 340 channels. We got that shit for y'all so y'all can find something to watch and y'all don't have to be arguing about that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But but it wasn't it wasn't like that, bro. It was like some old come in and, and, and they kind of like hoarding shit and they just kind of like, it, it was like a... <laughs> It was like um it was almost like some some um what's that motherfucking show called where the motherfuckers is on the island and shit. Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like that kind of shit. And it was, yeah. That shit drove me crazy, bro. Yeah, I'm sure. It could. That shit really drove me crazy because I'm like, we not like that. You know what I'm saying? We right. not like that. We we don't have to worry about putting a motherfucking um bottle of water or a bottle of fucking juice down. Yes. And then somebody just take that motherfucker. See that 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 that's more of a ph- like philosophy contrast. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. family versus her family, and uh, if and that's up to that's up to mama to to to, to change to, the philosophy to, to, to nip some of that in the bud. Right. So right. we're like oil and water, right? Mm-hmm. To contrast the two families now, right? With a proper emulsification, oil and vinegar can work. Right. As a vinaigrette, sauce, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But since mom didn't nip that shit in the bud, we never we never congealed. Yeah. Chaos. Yes. Complete complete chaos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To where I could see it in my children's eyes. 
And so we had to pull a <laughs> we had to pull old Team Edwards meeting. <laughs> you, look, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, sure. like, oh, it's like, hey, hey, uh, this ain't what we used to. Period. Point blank. Right. And no matter what, they're not they're not receptive. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're rebelling. So like, a change has to be made. For sure. And the change was made. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one thing that we're talking about, because because we're we're both we're both really strong in our parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from love, of course. That's all I'm gonna give my children is love, right? And I feel like in some of my relationships, yeah, um, my mate didn't really understand the level of love that I have for my children. Yeah, it's another thing, you know. So, so they may have felt slighted. Because, hey, man, I said it time and time again. I said it again. My children saved my life. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yep. My children are my everything. And yep. since my. My oldest daughter saved my life. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And since my wife at the time transitioned, my right. children's mother transitioned, there was there was no need for me to be uh, a hard ass. Right. You know, um. Like I've had relationships where they say, oh, you know, you you need to talk to your kids about this. That. And I'm like, uh, hold the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? Check your motherfucking kids first before you try to check my kids. Because me and my kids, we all right. We, we happy than the motherfucker around here. You know what I'm saying? If you see me and my children together, we happy. You know, because we love. We high levels of love in this motherfucker. Right. But they never did buy into that. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's yeah. big because they then, were jealous of that shit. Because that is that is a uh, an, an opening for your kids mm-hmm. to have childhood wounds. Because mm-hmm. even though you're showering that love, when you bring another individual into the household, and I dealt with this mm-hmm. two times, mm-hmm. it's very important that that level of love doesn't change and they don't feel uncomfortable. Because yeah, like in my first marriage. Um, eventually everything was fine but my first wife she was super young you know i'll give her a little bit of a pass Mm -hmm. but she worked very hard and and became very very close with my oldest daughter Mm -hmm. but my relationship after that there was a major contrast because she had three kids and i was an amazing stepfather Mm -hmm. like and and we weren't even married but i still took that role yeah and 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 made that transition for them seamless Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't have any type of childhood wounds they wouldn't have to deal with anything like that but on the other but uh, but when but on the other hand for my daughter that relationship wasn't there yeah and that individual didn't put that work in right and my daughter was affected by it and she let me know how much she was affected by it to the point where she pulled me in the room and was crying and told me i just don't like it here i don't feel comfortable here and to hear your I think 11 or 12 year old daughter yeah. look at you and crying yeah. because of a relationship that you got in. Yeah. It's, 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 it's devastating. It's devastating as a motherfucker. So like that was another learning process for uh-huh. me. Yeah. Um, and that's why my wife today and one day I'm gonna have her on the podcast so she can tell you this, but she's, she's not big about being on camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had very, very, very strict parameters when we were dating. Oh yeah, I I I didn't let her meet yeah. um, my oldest for months, months. I mean, well, that's that's due that's due to four or five months. That's due to trauma indoctrination, 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, um, just because I was so scarred mm-hmm. from the relationship yeah. prior. Yeah, man. That yeah. I'm not going to allow just anybody yeah. into 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 this world. But obviously my wife proved that she's amazing and the yeah. rest is history. Yeah, my mom, I remember I remember my mom telling me, um, after my wife passed and my mom was telling me, uh, uh, okay, like, just kind of set it up. You know, I, I was, uh, I can't really say I was a ladies man. Right. Right. But um, some ladies like me. You know what I'm saying? And I like some ladies. You know what I'm saying? So my mom was like, uh, you know, you can't have your kids around all uh, them women. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck? I don't have my children around no women. Not like a lot of women, right. so they were around the women that I was in a long term relationships with, right, right? You know what I'm saying? And and that was basically it. So since their mom transitioned, I've probably been in four relationships. You know what I'm saying? But they were pretty long. Yeah, the, the last two, um, uh, the last was th- three years. The one before that was six months, and the one before that was like seven fucking years, eight years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's yeah. So, so it wasn't you know like <laughs> it's like I wasn't uh, showing my kids, especially my son or my daughter, my babies. You know what I'm saying? Like um, dads uh, dealing with all these different women, and and I felt like. One reason why I got out of my first marriage is because my daughter was exposed to that kind of lifestyle, like seeing um, the different dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so I bowed out. I didn't. I didn't want to be in that rotation. Um, I didn't want my daughter seeing that kind of shit. Right. Nor did I want my daughter seeing me and her mom constantly argue, constantly fight. Um, with my second wife, it was the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yep. so in a sense, I was very, um, very, uh, Mr. Blah Blah Edwards, you know what I'm saying? Right, Instead of right. Mr. Chef Definition Edwards, I was, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, I never really tried to fight for, for the control. You know, I remember telling my second wife, I was like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to, Wear the pants, make all the decisions and shit. So be it. I'm not gonna fucking fight you for no dominance. I'm not gonna fight you for who wears the pants in the in a relationship. I ain't got time for that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not. It's it's just not. It's it's not how I'm wired. Right. So eh, so it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So sure, man. So. I had to process that and, and 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 get to the point where I can move on from that, heal from that shit, and move on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but now now, as it seems now, it's 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 a through this healing process from being a completely broken man whose life was shattered. My mentality is different. You dig what I'm saying? No doubt. So my outlook is different. What I'm searching for is different. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not searching for the um, traditionalist woman anymore. No, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? I want uh, tree hugging, <laughs> weed smoking, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> detox water drinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of energy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I mean, you know, 
And that's, I, I, it ain't even about what you got to look for. It's about that's what's going to be attracted to you because that's what yeah. you ain't met. Mm-hmm. Um, go, ahead and, go ahead and give some final words on, on inner child wounds. Um, and, okay. And, okay. So um, one of the most important things with inner child wounds is they need to be identified. Um, once you identify them, then you know what to work on. Once you identify the destination, you know how to get there. You dig what I'm saying? And once you get to that destination, it's going to be well worth the traveling process. You dig what I'm saying? But in order to get there, you got to put the keys in the ignition. You got to put one foot in front of the other, and you got to get there. You feel what I'm saying? So with childhood issues, man, especially in relationships, it's more than just saying this this person is crazy or I'm crazy or I'm fucked up. This person's fucked up. There's nine times out of ten, there's a reason for that shit. A lot of it has to do with childhood trauma. You know what I'm saying? So we got to identify it, get up in there, and work that shit out. You know Beautiful what I'm saying? Said, brother. Um, look, we're, um, we're told from a very young age to move on, to get over shit. Yeah. Suppression. To um forget about it. Mm-hmm. Forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not just from our family. It's it there's religious aspects to it. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. Right. Um and those quote unquote lessons at a young age stay with us for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then we find ourselves in real life situations Mm -hmm. and don't know why we react the way we do. Right, 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 right. And, um, triggers or yeah, triggers that we don't understand Mm -hmm. and they affect our livelihood. Mm -hmm. You know, you could blow up at a job and get fired because you don't understand why you just got triggered. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can hit a woman and don't know why it happened. Right, right. Um, right. You know, you can cheat on a woman and don't understand and, and don't understand why or, or treat somebody badly or be a bad father or whatever, the, or mother, you know, whatever the case may be, and you just don't understand why. And society will tell you, well, you know, it could be a, a myriad of things. It could just be mental health. So we're going to give you this pill or we're going to send you to this psychiatrist or psychologist and, you know, you can go through that process and I'm not knocking psychology or uh, or or any type of therapy I, I think they're extremely important yeah i do too what i'm getting at is that our most influential time in our life is when we're kids yeah that's when we are a sponge because we don't have anything to compare it to our life our world is what's happening in the present at those times we don't have that conditioning set in just yet and unfortunately, our parents, through generational conditioning and, and societal conditioning, don't allow us to feel things. So those feelings, those suppressed emotions come out later in life yeah. and affect the people we are. Yeah, especially uh, in relationships. You're not that person. So everything he just said about identifying is 100% correct. Um, I want to advise and implore everybody out there to do a self audit on their life. Absolutely. What was your childhood like? What are, what are some moments that you remember that have always stuck with you? 
right? Impactful moments, whether positive or negative, write them down, right? And if you have a lot of emotional moments um, that, that have always stayed with you or lingered, or, or maybe there's moments you d- don't remember. Like, I, like me and my wife were having a conversation and she completely forgot her entire fifth grade year. Like she just didn't and didn't understand why. And we ultimately uncovered it recently. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, it's a huge, a huge accomplishment for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and these could be huge for you and, and the way you're living. Mm-hmm. Um, if, especially Absolutely. if you're dealing with mental health issues of any sorts mm-hmm. um, and, and just can't understand what's holding you back or why you are the way you are. There are many techniques on how to address these things. Remember that energy, while we live in a linear format of beginning to end, energy has no time and space. Therefore, you can address things from the time you were, you know, five, six, four years old, seven years old, eight years old, and it can have an impact and change the future. All right. So feel, you know, feel free to reach out to any of us, especially at Akasha Flicks. We have including myself, plenty of healers that can help you deal with those. Do that self-audit on yourself. I promise you it'll be worth it. And um, that just talking about it today has been huge for me. Oh, yeah. Because it's something that I don't ever talk about. Right. And, right. you know, and to look at me right now who's dealt with the things I told you, and that was just a tiny little tip of the iceberg of what my childhood was like, I am a unbelievably happy person who has an amazing life with an amazing family, amazing friends and an amazing business. Yeah. And that's not to say pat on my back. It's that if it, if it could happen for me, yeah, it could fucking happen for anybody. I agree. So I agree. I, 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 I want to say this, bro, before we um, punch out, I would like to challenge everyone that's, that's listening, that's watching, to get to a point in their life where they can forgive their parents for what they feel like they may have done to them or they may have done wrong to them. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Because once you once you once you come to the realization that that they were they they really were doing the best that they could. Right. This parenting shit don't come with no manual. <laughs> right. But you have to forgive them for what you may feel like they did to you. And and if 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 you really and I'm not here yet. Right. I'm in the process of it. If you really get in, into it deeply, you can get to the point where you can speak with your parents and you can let them know that that I accept the apology that you may never give me. You dig what I'm saying? I can dig that. But I apologize for the way I felt when I didn't know any better, when I was a broken man, when I was hurting, when I was in pain. You know what I'm saying? I challenge everyone to get to a point where they can forgive. Once you forgive, you free yourself to move the fuck on. Right. Beautifully said, man. For um, This just popped in my head, but we're going to do it. For my Akasha Flicks viewers, um, we're going to attach... A, a self-audit worksheet that you can do. And what you do is you go, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go year by year. So you can do a self-audit on your childhood. And I want you to write the most impactful, dramatic moments of those years. 
and we can start doing some healing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The first yeah. thing is to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it'll help you give a good, I give yourself a good idea of where some of these traits that you may have that you're not necessarily proud of or, or not, or are looking to change and give you an idea where the genesis of those are. So, um, that'll be on Akasha flicks for all my people just listening. Another reason to get on Akasha flicks, a lot more interactivity and, uh, you know, get to see, get to see us, man. Hey, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Hey, some people like to look at us. They do. All right. We out of here. Peace. Peace.